What's up, Unusuals? Jim Martin here from the Unusual Buddha podcast and theunusualbuddha.com. Here to talk to you for a second about Anchor. Uh, it's the service I use to make this very podcast. Uh, first and foremost, it's free. Secondly, they give you tools you can actually record and edit your podcast either from your phone or from a computer. Uh, Anchor also helps with distribution of your podcast. Uh, they can get you on Apple and Spotify, all those. Uh, you can start making money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need all in one place. So check them out. It's anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to see what you create. What's up, Unusual? Jim Martin here from theunusualbuddha.com. Doing a little intro video here in my car before I get ready for work. Uh, in this episode, we are actually talking to Stacy Berman, fitness icon. Uh, can't wait for you guys to check out this episode. She is an amazing person. So stay tuned, and uh, you're going to love what you hear. All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Unusual Buddha Podcast. I am joined, as usual, by Nellie D. Uh, little known fact about her, she actually bragged on her application to the Unusual Buddha that she could hold her breath for 40 seconds. So here she is. <laughs> <laughs> she uh holding her breath for 40 seconds She's joining us from canada and we are joined by our very first guest of this new format thing uh by stacy berman so stacy give us like a, a episode one spider-man comic like were you bit by a radioactive sharpay or what what happened <laughs> Does that mean give you my bio? I'm not even sure what that means. <laughs> you about walks in the park. Is that so? Quick rundown of me: I'm a doctor of natural medicine, a shaman. I oh, this one I particularly like to say out loud is I was called a New York City fitness icon by Forbes magazine. Thank I saw you that. I saw much. that. Dust the shoulders to, off. Yeah, right. I've been trying to get people to call me Icon Berman, and they won't do it. <laughs> well, we'll do that starting now. Starting now, Icon Berman joining us on the unusual. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my god, that's fantastic! I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you like you short into like your Majesty, or how do you? <laughs> All right, doctor. So I'm also a Reiki master. So at first, I was. To asking, trying to get people to call me I, Dr. Icon Master Berman, but then I figured, okay, how can I encapsulate it? I was like, okay, I'll take Icon Berman. <laughs> you, know, you, gotta you know, you gotta settle sometimes. <laughs> on these letters, you know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, so you are like all, um, Nellie and I were talking about this a little bit on Messenger earlier. Uh, a lot of people get into this, uh, I, I guess you could call it holistic health thing uh but you're like you know like we were talking a little bit before the show here uh you know some people get so far off base and so far into the weeds of uh spirituality that they deny like these natural little uh tendencies but you're you're an actual doctor on like like holistic doctor so what what do you think are like the biggest misconceptions i would say of of like the holistic thing i mean is it all about drinking water out of uh copper kettles or like what do we I you know mean, what I mean? Like, where's the line? Right. I think that the, I mean, I think the thing that so many people miss is the basics. Like, drink enough water. Eat <laughs> vegetables. Have high quality protein if you eat meat. And what I mean by high quality protein is, you know, grass-fed cows that are allowed, uh, you know, allowed to graze on land, uh, chickens that are not cooped up, 
you know, in a, in a, in a cage, um, that's high quality meat, a biodiverse type of crops, um, sleep. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't imagine how many people lack sleep. Sleep. Oh my God. That's, that's, I am. <laughs> wow. Four kids this morning. I was up till 6am. So I totally, please let's talk about sleep. Cause uh, this, this can be a good thing. My wife and I, we trade off basically do the, the, like the Navy does it. I've heard that they do like a hot cot rotate where like four hours on four hours off. And that's, I've heard that is the worst thing you can do for like your brain and your body tissues and stuff. Oh I mean, man. One, uh, the first organ to start showing a decreased functionality after just one night of poor sleep is your heart. Um, oh, no. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. After 24 hours of no sleep, you have a similar brain function as someone who's considered intoxicated on alcohol. Oh, so, no. I mean, sleep. Oh, no. <laughs> sleep is one of the most profound healing tools that we can use. And so I feel like so many people come and they want to, you know, oh, should I be taking vitamin D and, uh, you know, uh, Horthon and, and ashwagandha root? And I'm like, are you sleeping? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God, I wish you lived closer to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, yes. And it's like those simple things. Of course, there are, you know, I, I feel like the, the physical body is the vehicle through which we experience this life. We are not limited to our physical body, but it is the vehicle. And so, right. just like you would want to do regular tune ups on your car and give your car gas and make sure that it doesn't overheat and like, do all the things that you would do to keep your car running properly. You recognize that you are not the car, but it does take you from point A to point B. <laughs> so yeah. in the same way, our physical bodies are, I mean, it's a little more complicated than that, obviously, but <laughs> is yeah. the vehicle through which we experience this life. I have, so, absolutely. I totally agree with that. I mean, it, it, I mean, it does house all the senses, all the things you can, you know, all your tactiles, all the factory system, all that is housed in this unit. If nothing else, you got to be respectful. I mean, right. So, so that's the first thing uh, that I usually, when I work with people, it's like, let's work on the physical body first. So it's the physical body, nutrition, movement. I come from a, a fitness background and, mostly people came to me at least initially is because they wanted to lose weight or they were, you know, running a marathon and needed to pre prepare for that. Yeah. Um, but now when I work with people, the movement component is more based around changing the rigidity of the musculature system okay. in order to change the nervous system, in order to change the biochemical makeup, in order to change the way we think and feel. That's amazing. So, so it's literally like the whole thing is a cause and effect, uh, essentially like a, like a domino situation. I mean, obviously if you are having a problem at step seven, well, that could be because of step two not being correct. I mean, that's, that's, exactly. really, that's like a real holistic. That's not, again, that's not like, uh, like you said, ashwanga root or, or uh, valerian or, you know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. Like that stuff works for people 
that's great. That's, that's awesome. But, um, I mean, the, 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 there are simple things you can do too, that aren't overly crunchy or overly, uh, you know, it's like, like we said, like too far in the weeds, as far as spiritually speaking, like maybe it's not your root chakra. That's the problem. Maybe it's because you haven't slept in six days, you know, like maybe, maybe it's because you haven't had anything other than iced coffee for the last four weeks. Like, you know, like this could be a problem. Uh, and I like that. I like that. It's there, there's a, while you don't like, I, I like that about a lot of your content and stuff is that you don't deny the spiritual part, but you don't ignore the, the, the basis of it. You know what I mean? Like, like a building can be really tall, but if the foundation is in sand, like it's going to suck. So it makes sense. I like that. Exactly. a lot. Exactly. So, and then of course, you know, depending on who the person is and how far they'd like to go, you know, we could get into the weeds and stuff, but most people, uh, most people aren't ready to go into the weeds, <laughs> you know? Um, oh my God, the weeds suck. Yeah. I got it. So, um, but you know, and then the, the next part of that is like, you know, so physical body stuff, movement to change the way that we think and feel. And then of course, you know, a lot of the shit that, that I work with people on is, um, changing their patterns. And again, that goes to patterned movement because patterned movement is indicative of, uh, patterned ways of thinking, feeling and behaving. Um, but then of course, changing those deeper patterned beliefs of, you know, whatever it is, self-worth of fear of guilt or shame, those kind of things. Um, you know, not everybody wants to get there. Um, and that's totally fine. So, you know, whatever, whatever the person is ready for then that's where you work with them. Go ahead, Nellie. I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 it's okay. It's, it's hard work <laughs> to go through those weeds, like it, and, and it is. And even when you go through, like I'm speaking from my personal experience, I'm all about therapy and modes yeah. to improve your mental health. And, um, and, you know, healing trauma. And it's surprising how much I've learned regarding how much trauma really affects your body. Like sleep, like you said, it's not about taking vitamin D, it's about sleeping, right? And digging through those weeds is really hard. And even when you dig up those weeds in the therapy session, there's still residual stuff that comes out two or three days after, Mm. you know, and you go, ah, what was that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say the thing too, that I find is, is that when you do just talk therapy, talk therapy is good because it helps to bring awareness to certain patterns. And, but there is a huge difference in intellectually understanding something and then experiencing something. So I've come into contact with a lot of what I call um, unenlightened, enlightened people. So they know all the things, but they don't do (laughs) all the things or experience all the things. Um, And so I think 
talk therapy is a great tool that can be used in conjunction with other things to get to the subconscious processor because you know 90% of our thoughts feelings and actions stem from a place we don't have access to so the subconscious mind so talk therapy works more of the conscious level other forms of therapy uh, will work to get those subconscious beliefs up into awareness. And then of course you have to do the work afterwards. It's not just, okay, now I see it. Now I feel it. Now I'm going to stop doing everything. Now I have to do the work. Yeah. I think that's, that's a good decision. Yeah. Realization is, is key. Like you, like you said, like, like you can know all this on paper. You can read a thousand books. You can read all the books by the Dalai Lama or all the books by, you know, whatever your favorite, you know, insert your favorite thinker here. Uh, but like you said, I think, I think the, the realization is the part that actually holds the power. You can know a thousand facts, but until you actually feel it, then it's, it's a different uh, experience. That's, that's really cool. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's doing the work is like 75% of the path. Yeah. And, and the Sorry, I was going to say the fucked up part is that like, you know, when you, how I relate it is like your conditioning, our conditioning is like a glass bottle. And we don't know that we have this glass bottle around us until that, until, unless that bottle breaks. And then you can see a wider perspective, but it's sometimes so hard to see the conditioning and so that's the work is like, oh, wait, is that, is that the conditioning? Is that me? What, you know, even seeing yeah. it is a challenge. Um, it's all fucked. We're all fucked is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> to varying degrees. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's normal. No. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, another thing I really liked in, in your work and, and as far as checking through your stuff was, was the, uh, the, the talk about body comfort. Now for any, uh, children or anybody, if you want to like tuck them away, we may get, this may get like, you know, a little like eyebrow raise kind of stuff. So if you want to talk about body comfort, let's, let's get into that. Yeah. Um, what do you find that, that, uh, people like, what makes people uncomfortable with their bodies? Like what does, uh, you know, I'm not like, you know, I'm not in great shape and stuff, but you know what I mean? Like, and I'm kind of self-conscious about that. And, you know, like dad bods are more popular and I'm like, I got one of those, but uh, you know what I mean? Like everybody always has this, like, uh, everyone comedians say that like, every, no one likes naked because naked is final. Naked is, there's no, uh, no, it's very distracting, whatever you're doing. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh <laughs> But he said naked was very final. He said he, he the comedian mentioned that he wanted to uh, get a while he was naked. He wanted to get a belt so that it had pockets so that he had something to do while he's standing there naked. Um, why do we have this like this this odd uh, relationship with our body? Like you, like you just said, we we use this thing forever to get around. But like it's always just like oh I don't like you know my, my you know my ass has got uh, you know lumps on it or whatever. You know what I mean? Like what what is this? Uh, what I guess what causes that? Is that is that something? Uh, underlying or is that something like societal what is what is the cause of, of discomfort we have with our bodies i mean 
I think when it comes down to it, the, the discomfort that we have with our bodies really is society, culture, religion, media, like every message. And I mean, especially for women, but I think I'm seeing actually a lot more men than previously that, who had issues around their physical body and what they looked like. Um, actually, I would say like the equivalent of uh, body image disorder for, for women is like penis size disorder for men. Like they like <laughs> uh, that's a whole thing you can get into. That's a whole thing. Talk. Oh my god, we can I'm sure you know, but I mean like locker room talk, holy crap. Like you know, then you hear some of these stories and you're like, wow, he's like, you know, whatever 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 size and you know uh inches or Fernelli uh in, in, in centimeters, uh whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> you talk about it and you're like sometimes you hear this stuff and if you're like, you know, what are you, you going to say? Like, okay, cool. You, you are well endowed, like good for you. Like, well, you know what I mean? Like, what do you, you know, what, can I do anything about it? I can't get taller. I can't, you know, I, I, I can't bench press to get a bigger one. Like, you know, it's, it's really well, that's a really good image. Yeah, wow. that's, maybe a chin up. I don't know if that could. Oh God, I have an image. <laughs> <laughs> no, I told you there was going to be blushing. Look, I've already, I've already turned better. I know I'm like so. the Benadryl isn't helping. No, <laughs> I'm picturing. Yeah, no, I'm picturing like a penis, like yes. lifting barbell. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. What's up, guys? Jim Martin here from theunusualbuddha.com, giving you the unusual Buddha mid-roll ad. Uh, as I sit here in my car waiting for my job to open up, um, we are taking pre-orders for a gift box we're calling the Unusual Collection. Uh, in this gift box, you will get a t-shirt from a friend of mine who's learning how to make vinyl. You will get uh, a print of Dwayne Toop's latest uh, art. Uh, he actually made a blackout poem and some artwork to go with it from a page out of the Meditation Journal. Um, <clears throat> you'll also get in this gift box... Uh, full mala, 108 bead, uh, that's straight from our store. And then you'll get an, uh, absolute, uh, that's all the stuff you're going to be paying for. And then absolutely free, you will get an autographed copy of the practical meditation journal. So, uh, we'll be taking pre-orders on this. It's going to be 75 bucks. It's kind of pricey, but, uh, we are taking pre-orders because basically between the three of us are broke as fuck and, uh, we're trying to make something, uh, meaningful and something that'll work for, uh, what we've got. So check it out. Uh, if you want to go ahead and support us, you can email me at uh, jmartin at theunusualbuddha.com. Like I said, I'll be taking pre-orders. I'll send you the invoice. Uh, we'll pay you, you'll pay it. And then, uh, like I said, if we don't get enough orders, I will refund the money in full and we'll try again something else. But I uh, really appreciate you guys checking out the podcast and staying with us. And um, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy. <laughs> That's exactly what <laughs> I'm thinking. You know, if you think about it for bench pressing, it makes you like it's supposed to make your, your Pecs bigger, you know, like, like, you know, bigger, I don't know. But, uh, if you really want to get into it, if it's, uh, you know, and like you talk about these things and there's always like, like I said, there's always jokes made in the locker room. I'm sure women have something, yeah. but, uh, you know, sometimes I'm like, I, I tell you like, I don't know that I'd want a really like big one. Like, you know, what am I going to do? Feed peanuts to people? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like a fucking elephant, I'm going to put a hat on. Like, what are you, you going to do with that? Like, there's, you know what I mean? Like, there's some. We've totally trailed off, but. <laughs> this is great. This is gold. This I'm is like, great. oh my god, it's Chicken Gate. 
It's yeah, good. Exactly. Oh my <laughs> god. It's gonna be ridiculous. We're all Stacey's entirely comfortable in her element and we are I know, I totally love this. So, this is good. This is good. One of the one of the things that like I could I could like roll it back to, but like I'm suddenly it's gonna be ultra serious is like like I'm of the premenopausal age. Oh, it fucking sucks. But anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we'll, do scary movie. we'll do like we'll put some scary music no. music. Yeah, I know. But at at this age, what I'm seeing is um, I've had um, several friends over the last I'd say two years. They have breast cancer, and so um, this concept of a mastectomy, it's like I've, I've seen I've seen most of my friends who have just embraced it and gone fuck it like take it away I, I won't have to wear a bra anymore you know and then I've seen other friends who have psychologically suffered because well first of all there's the psychology of of a body part being taken away but also like um, a woman's a woman's breast is part of their identity really and and so you know i've seen friends struggle with that and so i i do under like i don't understand because i i've never i empathize is that the correct term yeah, I, I can empathize right? yeah. yeah because no like it's it's part of who you are and i can understand how someone's identity is tied in with how they look and yeah. I don't know. Um, perhaps I'm rambling, but um, <laughs> what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've worked with women who have had um, breast cancer and um, mastectomies. And yeah, it, it, it is, you know, I've sometimes asked people the question, like, if someone said, what, if I asked you, what is, what is the first thing you identify with? If someone was to ask me that question, I would say woman. And the reason that I say woman is because that has always been reflected back to me. I get attention because I'm a woman. Um, it, you know, when I'm exercising, I do it well for a woman. <laughs> like it's always, that's always reflected back to me. And okay. so then now we're removing a part of our body that is defining me as a woman how like what does that do to one to a person psychologically i mean you have to re i mean i, I when i finished doing boot camp i had done boot camp for 15 years and this was you know this warrior archetype of like i can go out in central park at 5 a.m no matter oh, what sweet, snow sunshine it doesn't matter. Okay. and when i stopped okay. doing boot camp I had to redefine myself. It felt like getting a part of myself cut off, not exactly the same as losing a breast, but still having to redefine myself in a new way. Um, so yeah, psychologically it's, it's challenging or even like a mom who, whose kids go away to college. Okay. You're still a mom, but you're not actively mothering. So then who are you if that's been your whole life? Yeah. 
So empty nest syndrome. Yeah, exactly. So I think in terms of kind of circling back around to the whole body image thing, I think, you know, we grow up in a society that, um, is basically really fucked to women. <laughs> to I mean, not, not to say they're not fucked to men either, but just from like a body image perspective, like if you don't fit this little, little, you know, version of what is beautiful, then you're meant, you reject yourself and it just becomes an internal belief and conditioned belief that's hard to get out of. Um, so going back to the idea of pulling up the weeds, it's like, yeah, I know I should love myself and yeah, I know I should be positive about myself, but my deeply held belief is I don't like what I see in the mirror because I don't fit that standard. And that's really hard to shift when you're not doing the work. So you know it intellectually, but you don't experience it. So, yeah, to, to answer your question, I think it's society, culture, family, religion, media. I could keep yes, going I on. See, it. I you want. Want. <laughs> attack. Like, it's just coming from yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Fix it is to just be okay inside. Just be okay with you. Right. Uh, and I think that's, uh, I'm not saying I'm like, uh, I'm not, uh, you know, there myself. Uh, you know, there's still plenty of times I look in the mirror. I'm like, oh, wow, look at that. That's a lot of, you know, he's up on the chili dogs or whatever. Um, you know, it happens. But um, I think I really started to appreciate myself and care for myself more when I just like, you know, there's some things that are within my power to change about myself, but there are some things that, you know, like my, my nose has a, has a knot in it. And like, that's just how it is. You know, like that's, that's, I'm not going to change that about me. I guess I could, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, uh, I feel like an acceptance uh, of self is, is a very powerful uh, freeing kind of thing. But like you said, it's, it's, it's with all this external pressure, you, you, it's not really set up for us to be um, to develop that internal uh, I'm good with me kind of feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that external pressure becomes internalized. So now you're getting it from both ends. And so then, yeah, back to our earlier statement of we're all fucked. (laughs) I think another thing, I think another thing that I see too, kind of off topic, but it, it reminded me of it is, um, this idea that um, people always feel like in order to get to wherever they want to get, they have to do something. But what I find most often is it's not the doing of the thing. It's not the like accelerating to get to that point. It's really the stopping doing the things that keep you in that place you know so it's like you don't have to do more you just have to stop doing the things that are fucking you up stop you know stop and distracting yeah yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> um and i think yeah that- like if- go nelly go <laughs> <laughs> do it oh do no it. go, go, go. keep talking Sorry, I'm talking sort of, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, all right. <laughs> I'm enthusiastically agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Jazz um, Yeah, so I think that that's like, say, I mean, we could apply that to the body image thing, right? It's not like, yes, you probably should eat, better and probably move your body and probably meditate but you know what you should really do 
stop talking so much fucking shit about yourself. <laughs> That's what's going to help. Internal dialogue is bullshit. Right. Bullshit. Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's really funny you bring that up. I had a person uh, in, in my life. He was an uh, interesting character all around, but uh, he, he was, I was, when I was a mechanic, I, I apprenticed under him for a while. So not only did I learn how to you know, turn wrenches and fix cars, oh. uh, he also taught me some life lessons too. And uh, one of the biggest things he taught me was uh, a, a simple drill. And I don't know if it's like, this could be everywhere. It's the first time I'd ever heard it. But uh, every day he said, you know, I want you to, before you leave your house or, or when you get home, I want you to look in the mirror and say, and look yourself in the eye and say, I love you. And as you know, I was 20 at the time and you know, I'm like, of course I love me. I'm cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but again, we didn't, I didn't realize that I, I, I thought it, you know, Oh yeah, of course I like me. I'm cool. But you know what I mean? I didn't feel love for me. And, and when I started to do that and you know, he fucking held me to it because I have, little something nobody might know about me. I have a terrible poker face. So if uh, you ask me a question and the answer is no, you will in fact know quickly. Uh, so I, I don't bluff. Well, um, and he would ask me like, did you do, did you do your homework? And, uh, you know, I would say, no, I didn't, you know, or I would bullshit him and he would, uh, he's all right, cool. If you're not going to do it at home, you're going to do it awkwardly here with me in the bathroom at work. And it was, you know, of course like a locker room style bathroom. So it's like, you know, they're in with like four other guys looking in the mirror going, like, I love you. Like, you know, <laughs> so he made it, he made it sick. Like this was a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Think it was uh it was something that you know it, i love this man i love this man yeah no it was and, and this guy was crazy like he's on his own epic. since he was 15 i mean he's you know i could tell you tons of stories about the guy he's crazy as hell but um that was something he gave me that that enabled me to uh at very minimum have the confidence to say like i use my brain to figure this problem out i think this is what's wrong with the car and then i would take it to the person i would you know my, my boss and my boss would depending on my confidence level, he would have to sell it to the customer. So, you know what I mean? Like this is, this is as long and tortured as this lesson is, but self-love um, works even for, you know, grease monkeys too. You know, like it's, it's a, it's a real thing. Like it affects all of you. Yeah. Agreed. You're going to like this one. Uh, so there's an exercise that I have some people do um, who have issues around self-love and body acceptance and all that stuff. Um, so it's great. One of my favorite exercises. <laughs> so basically what you do is, and I don't, I think it probably would work for guys, but I'd be less likely to recommend oh. it for guys. <laughs> oh, all right. Now this could be cool. <laughs> yes. please, please, no, continue. Okay. <laughs> I'm moving so. to my fifth bones now. Let me <laughs> Let's see, there was some um, cracking their necks and stuff, getting loose. Let's hear yeah, it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, masturbation to orgasm into eye gazing. So let me explain what I mean. So, okay. <laughs> All right. It's slower. <laughs> okay. So That's, it's sex magic. Yeah. Okay. When you orgasm, the body releases oxytocin. Oxytocin is the hormone related to feelings of love and bonding. So outside of childbirth and I think um, uh, breastfeeding, orgasm is the largest release of oxytocin in the body. So now 
you orgasm, you, re you release the oxytocin into your body, and then you go into mirror gazing. So you're looking at yourself in the mirror in the eyes. Now, science has also shown that when you hold eye contact for more than about two minutes, that also releases oxytocin in the body, which makes sense from an evolutionary perspective, right? Because moms and babies gaze at each other in the eye and you want the mother to be bonded to the child or else she would, you know, leave it to die. So you, this is a built-in evolutionary mechanism. So you orgasm, you have a flush of oxytocin, you go sit in front of the mirror and gaze into your own eyes, re-releasing little pumps of oxytocin in the body. But now what you're doing is because you're looking at your own image, you're relating that those feelings of loving and love and bonding you're making the neural connection with those feelings and with your own self so this is one of the most fun exercises <laughs> that i can recommend so, for anyone my house and you see a tarp in the bathroom mind your business <laughs> i once told i was having a uh, discussion with these two guys and I was telling them this, and one of them said, yeah, you know, I sometimes watch myself masturbating in the mirror. I was like, that's not what I meant, <laughs> but thank no, 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 you. No, no. Child no, child no. <laughs> it's a different thing, but thank you for that. Like, yeah, all right. <laughs> There's actually, um, so I don't know, like, I, I'm thinking about this, and um, so um, there's um, within my path, it's called sigil magic, mm. and um, so it's creating a sigil for a, spe a specific purpose, mm. and um, one of the ways of charging it is by staring at it and orgasming. Mm. Um, because it's believed that it's referred to, well, it's part of sex magic and, it, and it's believed, yeah, like from a, um, an esoteric perspective, there's a lot of, um, emphasis on the energy that comes from sex. And so what you're explaining to me makes that make sense, makes sex. Yeah. Thanks for that. You know? <laughs> but it makes sense because there's a lot of power and there's a lot of connection when and, and intimacy, you know, whether you're doing it with yourself or with someone else. It's, I mean, yeah, I got it. Yeah, you're up. Yeah. Sorry, it makes sense to me. I'm babbling. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the, the cool thing about, about Stacy's work is, is the more I dug into it, I'm like, you know, okay, the, the, um, that's, that's a different way of saying it or a different way of going about it. But it, it ties into stuff that I believe being a uh, Buddhist, so, you know, like a self-proclaimed Buddhist, yeah. it ties into things that it just makes sense. Like to me, like that's, um, I feel like that's by and large what we're all after. I mean, whether you're whatever, you know, banner you want to put over your head or, or when you're on the news, whatever thing they put below you, uh, no matter what that says, I mean, if it just makes sense, it just makes fucking sense. Like, you know, yeah. loving you is, is, is good. Like, you know, I have not heard this particular means of going about it, but Hey, you know, like, uh, <laughs> I think it's great. Especially during quarantine, this is a perfect exercise. Yeah. What else are you going to do? I think it's brilliant. You're going to the motherfucking gym. Yeah. 
you know? No, honestly, I'm like, I'm like, what a better time, right? You know? I'm working out, great. guys, but I'm working out in here. <laughs> Exactly. And I'm also bench pressing with my penis. <laughs> hey, you got it. I don't know if you guys are fans of, of Jack Black and, and, and Tenacious D, but that was one of his, uh, one of the skits he said he could do uh, cock push-ups. And he's like, he's like, wait, what? And, and, and you know, it was him and, and Kyle. I don't know if you know their dynamics, but he was like, yeah, dude, you just lay down on your face and you let your boner push you up. And it was, just, it was, it was funny, but <laughs> that is a, a joke I use at work. Uh, when we're working out, they'll say like, all right, the next exercise is going to be, and I'm like, oh, the kind of pushups? Because, you know, I can do one. That's all you need is one. But, you know, like, sorry, it's, it's, it's a torture. <laughs> God damn it, it's funny and it's my life. So, <laughs> What's up, guys? This is the Stacey Berman episode. That's the end of part one. Uh, stick around for part two. It's coming up next week. I uh, really hope you enjoy it. I hope you have as much fun listening to it as we had making it. Uh, and again, let us know if you like it down in the comments. Uh, we'll probably talk to her again sometime soon because there's just so much to talk to her about. Uh, really appreciate you guys checking it out. And uh, again, let us know what you think. <laughs>